0: Hello and welcome to The Charlotte Leanne Show. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm Charlotte and I'm a life and mindfulness coach for entrepreneurial ladies just like you. I'm super excited to help you move your energy, to help you create the life that you deserve, to achieve your goals and anything that you want out of your life. It is my passion to give you the resources, tools, tips, and strategies to make it all come true. Every week I'm going to be bringing you a podcast episode talking real life over a cup of tea, amazing and inspiring interviews with other successful entrepreneurs and giving you the advice you need to be the woman you always desire to be. Okay, so are you ready to get started? Let's begin. So I don't know about you but I am super super excited that I've started a podcast. I mean I am super passionate about getting as much information out to you as I can in every different form. So I mean I've got a YouTube channel, I've got all the social media sites, you know I've got free ebooks and masterclasses. I want to make sure that you guys have all the information that you ever need to be able to get the life that you deserve. So this is so exciting, I literally can't believe this is happening. So I thought in this episode we could go through um, a little bit of my background, why I'm here, why on earth am I doing a podcast and working really, really hard, um, so that you guys can get to know a little bit about me. So who the heck is Charlotte Leanne? Well, that's me, of course. My background is in farming, strange, I know that I'm now a life and mindfulness coach, but it'll all become clear why very, very soon. So I went to high school and college and I um, studied agriculture. Absolutely loved it. Being from a countryside background anyway, so I had a lot to do with horses and dogs and that kind of thing in my background, Um, going into farming and agriculture just seemed the right thing to do. So that's exactly what I did and absolutely loved it. Worked on dairy and sheep farms for quite a while um, until I had um, an incident happen on one of the farms where my life got turned upside down. So this is the beginning of what I call my unlucky 5-year streak and after this incident that happened on the farm, I was very badly injured and I lost the feeling in my legs. Yep, I was paralysed and my life at the age of 19 was turned upside down. I literally did not know what to do with myself. Um, I was lying in a hospital bed not being able to feel my legs, in constant pain and my mum and my dad... And my family were all in discussions about, you know, getting my house changed. So turning our dining room into a bedroom because we all expected me to come home in a wheelchair. Doctors and spinal surgeons were telling me that, you know, you're not going to leave this hospital walking. You'll be leaving in a wheelchair. Now, can you imagine being 19 and how that actually feels? I was mortified. I literally did not know what was going to happen. So I'm lying there in a hospital bed not being able to move my lower half of my body and I go into a really very dark place, a woe is me, a self-pity place and I didn't like it. I didn't like this horrible place that I was in, you know, what had happened to me wasn't my fault um, and this has potentially ruined my life. And I was lucky enough to have a glimpse of what it was going to feel like to have the feeling back in my legs. And I'll never forget it. So the day that I die, I was lying in that bed and I had a flicker in my toe and I remember grabbing the bell for the nurses and pressing it as hard as I could and the nurses came running in and I was so excited I just kept shouting I can feel I can feel I've moved my foot I've moved my foot and I couldn't get it to do it again and I very quickly went from being rock bottom to over the moon to being back down to rock bottom And it was horrible. I'll never forget it. And I think I went further down to rock bottom than I did before I'd obviously felt the flicker. And so, what happened after that flicker actually happened was that I had a glimpse of what I could have back or what I did have. And it made me very grateful for what I had already had. And it also made me realize how ungrateful I was at the time when I could walk, you know, how much I took that for granted. So after I had that flicker in the toe my mindset completely changed and I said to myself I will walk out of this hospital. I will learn to walk again. I will go back to my normal life and be damned a couple of weeks later the feeling started to come back again and this time I could control it. I could keep it going and these skills that I had learned while in this hospital bed was to through positive affirmation and telling myself that I could still do something even when I'd got spinal surgeons telling me that I'm never going to walk again I didn't listen I didn't want to know that I just blocked that completely out of my mind and in my head I was going to walk and I did I was retaught to walk I was put into a, a hideous body brace might I add um, and I was retaught to walk and I was able to go home and To this day, I am walking, don't get me wrong, I have pain every single day and I still have my challenges when it comes to my back. Things like lifting heavy objects or doing heavy manual work really does affect me. Or something as simple as driving, um, I can drive short distances but any long distance traveling is a real issue for me so I still live with these challenges but I am so grateful that I came out of that hospital being able to walk so this is where my life coaching journey started really from where I'd had a tr- very traumatic event happen and I'd hit rock bottom and myself I taught myself out of that and I use the skills even to this day when I'm having bad days to make sure that I still get out of bed to make sure that I still show up to make sure that I have the life that I deserve after all this happened so now I'm super grateful for that experience for what happened then because it's given me the skills that I need now to be able to use my future life and also to be able to teach you guys because that's the main reason I'm doing this I'm not doing it for myself I'm doing it for you so after that all happens, and you know, I still had another four years of hell. So what happened next was my grandfather, who I'm from a Welsh background, so we call him Tide, which is the Welsh word for granddad, grandfather, whatever you call them. And he um, was sadly diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Now, anybody that's been through it with a family member or a friend you'll understand how difficult it is now I'm very very lucky that my grandfather is still alive he's still here with us Um, but when I say he's still here with us his body is here but his soul and his mind is gone and Alzheimer's is a very horrible horrible disease My grandfather is my idol, always will be, he's a bit of a hero for me. Um, We used to spend a lot, a lot of time together when I was younger and like to see him now I need to make sure that he's proud of me and that I'm living up to his name basically because I feel that I owe that to him. So I have a huge um, knowledge in grief. Now that sounds really weird because my grandfather's still here but I grieve for my grandfather every single day because actually every single day we lose a little bit of him yes okay when somebody has a relative or a friend that actually passes away you go through a grieving process you know you'll you'll always feel sad you'll always have that emotion there because you've lost that person but you'll learn to live with it you will learn to get over it and and cope with it where in this kind of situation we grieve every single day for a man that's still here and when the time comes that my grandfather is taken away and he's taken up to heaven that will be a huge relief for us because we can finally grieve for the final time now you imagine grieving for the last 10 years for somebody that's still here it's very very difficult and again I've had to learn skills to be able to cope and manage with that I mean there's been days where I've not wanted to go and visit him because of my own pure selfishness and I've had to learn the skills to uh, yeah hold them inside of me to deal with them so that I can go and see him and you know make him proud and make sure that he knows that we all love him and then when I come home I can then cry and deal with it and this happens every single time that I go to see him now I make sure I go and see him as much as I can because we haven't quite got to that stage yet where he doesn't know who we are he gets a little bit confused but we think he still recognizes the very close family so in that sense I'm very lucky and I'm very grateful for the memory that we have with him um, and even to this day I'm very grateful for him still being here he is in a home and the skills that I've learnt from that again I can use in my everyday life and again I want to be able to teach you those skills and teach you how to cope with experiences like these where you're grieving for somebody if somebody becomes ill and I will share those with you in in due course and make sure that you know about them also. So I've dealt with that and continuing to deal with that. And again, we're still probably three years left of my five-year bad streak. And we get blown and hit with the next bit of bad luck, so to speak. And my mother becomes extremely ill. So she started with a really very um, swollen leg. She goes to our local A&E department who diagnose her with a sprained ankle. So we treat it as a sprained ankle, you know, keeping it elevated, keeping it iced. And the swelling gets more and moves up to her knee. And to the point where her leg is that swollen that it looks like it's about to burst so we go to our local minor injuries unit who diagnosed that as cellulitis which if anybody doesn't know what that is it's basically an infection um under the skin that can be very dangerous it can cause amputation etc etc so she's put on antibiotics for that um and just told to go home so again the swelling gets more and the swelling moves up to right to the top of her groin and her leg is huge like she can't fit in fit it in jeans it's that big so we take her to our local shop doc because i think it was a weekend or an evening when this happened and she was in so much pain who then actually diagnosed it correctly so we'd had this leg diagnosed incorrectly twice before we went to a shop doc which is kind of like um an out of hours um gp surgery So they diagnose it as a blood clot in the leg. So they give her warfarin, which is to thin the blood um, in injection form. So that happens. So... I think it was about a week or so later, um, I remember her being really ill in bed. I was just going for an interview um, and an induction at a new job that I was starting and it was on a Friday and she was in bed extremely poorly and I was just getting ready to go and she was saying that she'd got horrendous pain in her chest and... Me being me, I was overprotective, overcautious, and I thought to myself, oh my gosh, she's got a blood clot in her leg as it is. I'm not messing around with this, she might be having a heart attack. So I immediately phoned an ambulance for her and the ambulance turned up and they did all the tests that they needed to do. They couldn't exactly say if it was a heart attack or not as the ECG um, wasn't really showing anything, but there was definitely something going on. So they took her back to our local A&E department, which then discovered that she'd got two more blood clots in her chest. Now, we almost lost my mother at this point. Okay, so you can imagine the horrendous time that we went through knowing that probably about four or five weeks before this could have been diagnosed and sorted so this all happened and you know we nearly lost her and this then made the NHS look in a little bit further you know why has she thrown three blood clots she doesn't fall into the category of somebody that should throw blood clots so this must be something going on So they took her for scans and I'll never forget it she was so so poorly she was in a hospital bed in our local hospital and she was so ill and what they actually then discovered was that she'd got a 20 centimeter tumor on her ovary. Now this kind of came as like a a sudden realization that you know oh my gosh like what's going on? and um, they were very very good they removed it very quickly um, within a week or so later Um, and it was it was huge and it got tested and and it was cancerous but thankfully and luckily the tumour was very much contained Um, so she only had a very low dose of chemotherapy and touch wood she has recently been back for her checkup and she is all clear and I God damn, hope it stays that way. So I've been through an awful lot, as you can see, probably in the last three to four years with everything that's going on, nearly losing my mother, losing and grieving for my, fa- uh, my grandfather every day, becoming paralysed at the age of 19 and still having to deal with that and knowing that I'm going to have to deal with that for the rest of my life. I mean, I've been through a lot for a 24 year old. These are things that people should go through throughout their whole life, not in the space of three to four years. Now, it doesn't finish there. My end of my five year streak um happened last year now I'm not quite in a position to be able to share with you yet what has happened but as soon as I am I will absolutely share with you what happened because this is the main reason why I'm now doing what I'm doing and I want to raise awareness and I want to help women that have been in the same situation as me and make sure that they know their worth they know you know that you can do whatever you put your mind to if you want to create a business if you want to upscale your career and you have a vision then let's get you there because you so goddamn deserve that and I want to make sure that everybody is aware of that not just women but men also but from being in my background and doing what I've done before you know I relate more to women so that's why I'm on this journey this is why I'm here as a life and mindfulness coach and this is why I want to make sure that you guys have got all the information that you need to be able to get you to where you want to be in life So as you can see I have a lot of experience in many different areas with using coping strategies um, and things to really pick me up when actually I could have given up very very easily. But after last year and the last thing that happened I decided that what is going on, you know, this can't keep happening to me, I can't keep being this unlucky and I completely changed my thoughts and my mind, my routines, my life and I decided to live for myself and actually, you know, live in the now and stop these silly things happening that really didn't need to happen. So I've learned all the skills, I've put them all into place, I've changed my habits and I can tell you for what, I live the Best life ever I mean, I run an incredible business which I love I'm passionate about. I have a hobby which is amazing. I have an awesome dog pepper, My partner, Gareth, and I are just crazy. love. We have a beautiful little cottage which is just amazing. um we call it our tree house because we have like a bedroom upstairs that's got loads of beams, and life's just perfect at the moment, and I truly believe that this is all come from. Me changing my thoughts, me changing my habits, and looking at life are completely different. So, if anybody's listening to this that has gone through something ever so similar to me, or you feel that life is just not working with you it's working against you then let's have a conversation you know let's see if there's anything you are doing in your life that's causing this and let's change that let's get you the life that you deserve because you honestly and truly do deserve everything that you ever ever want in life and don't think any different so that's the end of the podcast episode this week and thank you so much for listening I do really really appreciate it Um, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that you know that I've got podcasts coming out every single week where we do interviews I give you tips tools and it's so inspirational it's really going to pick you up Don't forget also to follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube as Charlotte Leanne Coaching. You'll find lots of free content on all of those platforms. So do get over there. And I'd absolutely love it if you would leave me a review on this podcast as I love reading through them and it gives me so much inspiration and it gives me a massive, massive boost. So I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and I look forward to speaking with you again next week.